Hi, I'm Laura Turner, aka LT the Cheer PT. And on this week's episode of The Cheer Athlete, I talk with Coach Christy Blushy of Cheer Factor in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. I really enjoyed our conversation. Christy is changing the way cheerleading is done and uh, making making new roads for progression of our cheer athletes. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Now let's get on with the show. The debate on whether cheerleading qualifies as a sport is ongoing. There is no doubt, however, that cheerleaders are athletes. In the Cheer Athlete Podcast, we'll dive into all things that may affect cheer athletes who cheer. If you're interested in the sport of cheer, then this is a podcast for you. We'll talk with industry leaders and cheer enthusiasts who keep the sport of cheerleading progressing. I'm your host, Laura Turner, aka the Cheer PT, and I look forward to helping keep your your athletes healthy and safe and on the mat, ready to progress and hit zero at all times. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Cheer Athlete. Today I have with me Christy Belushi uh, from Cheer Factor Gym in, um, shoot, you have four locations or did five locations? Four locations. Four locations. Four yeah. locations here in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, I saw. Right yep. Here. Yep. Um, so welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to have you here with me. Um, you're doing great things for the world of cheerleading and it's really exciting. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And let's uh, introduce people to you. Uh, you know, tell me about your background and your, you know, how you came up through cheer and what got you to cheer factor? So I um, started as a dancer when I was two and a half. My mom signed me up for dance and I loved that. I did that for about 10 years. And I think my ninth year of dance, I started, I tried out for cheerleading and I started to kind of like that. And as I went into my freshman year of high school, I started, my younger sister started to get into the youth program and I started to really get into the, the idea of coaching them. Um, and I think my freshman year of high school, I finally quit dance because I wanted to commit like full-time to cheer. So I coached them in the youth program. Um, they were mites and peewees. I did them. And then the year I graduated high school, I was 17 and I tried to let the athletic director, let me take over the cheer program as a coach. And he would let me, cause he's like, you're not an adult yet. Um, and the next year when I had turned 18, he let me start coaching. So I coached the high school team for eight years. It was uh, that when they were, well, when my sister was a freshman, my very first year, they made it to uh, Massachusetts does kind of a system where they have to earn bids to nationals at the state championship. So we earned a bid to, you know, nationals the very first year that I coached and I started taking them to UCA in Florida. And that's where I first saw, and I, I hate to say this, but like, that's where I first saw like real hardcore cheerleading. I yeah. remember going down there and being like, oh my God, at the, um, we, we were at the all-star resort, which now is like infamous for cheer and, you know, worlds and all that. But I remember going there and seeing like the teams from Tennessee practice and the teams from the Carolinas. And I was like, this is what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually moved to Florida for four months and did the Disney college program as a, um, during kind of the off cheer season it was in the spring and I would go and I would watch every cheer competition that was there I would go to the all-star resort I would watch the teams practicing I would watch their pyramids and I uh just the next year when I came back to coaching it was like I was a whole other person so I got crazy into that um and then when I was still in college I went to BSU I started working at a cheer gym I signed my 
I say I signed because I was basically like my sister's adopted cheer mom, but I signed my middle sister up for All-Star back when it was just starting to bud in Massachusetts. There was really only in Mass, there was really only East Elite and this other gym. Um, it was called Cheer Dynamics. And I started working there. I was a tumbling instructor there for a couple of years and um, I had finished college and my dad was kind of like, you know, what are you going to do while you're doing this cheer all the time? He's like, why don't you own your own gym? And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And he was like, why not? And I was like, I'm, I think I'm just too competitive to be in charge of more than one team at a time. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, and he was like, well, you know, it, this is what I think you should try to do. And an opportunity came about. My dad used to sell um, kind of like commercial commercial products that would be in warehouses. And one of them, um, he had gone to a warehouse in Mansfield to help clear out some stuff or look at some of the product that was in there. And it happened to be, um, they were going to convert the building into a basketball kind of youth sports center. And it was Dana, it was the Dana Barrows Sports Center. And my dad had kind of asked them, you know, what are you guys putting in there? They're like, all sports, everything, you know, anything you can imagine. He's like, well, are you doing cheer? And they were like, well, we didn't think of that. He's like, well, my daughter, you know, she's a, a cheer legend. And he actually got me a meeting with Dana Barrows. And I thought I was going to go work for him at the sports complex. He said, no, you know what? Um, why don't you just own, start a little business yourself and you can rent space out of here. So, and he's like, you know what? And I'll get you started. I'll buy you a mat, um, which was basically like a full 42 by 42 floor, a dead mat. And um, you, you just take it from there. So I went home and I was like, you know, he said I could basically just own my own business within that sports complex. So I started it. I called it Cheer Factor. It was a pun on Fear Factor, the show that was on TV back in the day. My sister's yeah. like, you should call it Cheer Factor. <laughs> and um, within opening the bill, opening that complex, within six months, there was more cheerleaders in there than anything else. So I moved out of there within the first year into my own building, which is still the building that we're at in Foxborough. And Cheer Factor kind of took off and, you know. 19 years that's, later, here I am with more than one team that I'm in charge of. That's so like, <laughs> funny how it's like, I can't do more than one team. Now I have like 25, but anyway, so that's kind of the general story. That's amazing. I, I, I have no background in all-star cheer. I, you know, I'm high school mm -hmm. and college. Um, yep. and, and I went to my first showcase yesterday or Sunday. Um, and man, I just, I was like in awe of how many, athletes like are in I mean you know you go to competition and there's a bunch of different teams but all from an essence same, one team same, same program yeah yeah same program yeah. and like to 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 oversee that and and like it's really it's huge <laughs> um, oh it's huge it's huge what um so you you're not you don't coach high school anymore you said um how no, I don't coach high school anymore. I've, I've thought about going back um, now that my daughter, she's 10, and we're back in the same town that I grew up in. And um, she did youth cheer like two years ago. So I've thought about maybe dabbling again when she gets up there. But yeah. for now, no, I'm just doing all-star. I mean, that's a lot to take. Yeah, and we're, yeah. I'm still very involved with youth and high school because a lot of the kids, a lot of high schools train with us. They come in yeah. and do a tumbling class. Um, we do in the summer, I do a lot of camps and clinics and stuff with youth organizations and stuff. So I'm still very involved in it, but I don't actually coach any of that anymore. And that, I mean, I, that's making a huge difference in their lives and helping to continue to grow the high school programs as well. Yeah. So, you know, yes. I think that's that's an amazing way to bridge the bridge to different entities of cheer, I guess. Yes. The, yes. Um, do, do you, um, I see this, I see questions on, 
cheer mom forums all the time on, you know, high school cheerleading isn't the same as all-star cheering. And it just from my experience at, in going to competitions, like, depending on where you're at in the season, like, the, like I think there's more, I, well, it's my assumption that there's more rules in high school cheer as far as yeah. the, the building level and all that. Yes. But I think the talent is there, you know, just see, watching like what is, what are some differences you see between all star and high school? Um, I think because there is all star because you I mean, high school, because it's not all star because you don't pick from like, again, I have, you know, 500 cheerleaders try out so I can make teams very specific on skill sets. High school, they have who's in the town and, you know, they have tryouts to the very best that they possibly can. So there's a mix of levels in high school. However, there are level six, you know, all-star level six girls on every single high school team, just like there's like level two or three. So it's, it's, it's different. And in the sense that you can still do most of the stuff, there's some stuff that you can't do. Um, not very much, but there's some stuff that you still can't do, but I think it's just cause it's the mix of the girls. You can, you can get way more refined with all-star because you have, you're not, you know, confined to just your town and your school. You have, you know, I've got kids that travel an hour and a half to cheer for us at cheer factor. So there's just a, you can just get more fine tuned as far as the teams, but as far as the athletic level of the girls, it's, it's the same, you know, um, and what they, what they're allowed to do and stuff. It, it is the same in some towns, some high schools can be a lot stronger than others. And usually it's because they have affiliations with all-star programs and the kids basically just tumble more in those gyms. Yeah. It's a matter of just the kids tumbling is not something that you can just decide as a 16 year old one day, like I'm going to be a great tumbler. Like you right. have to, you have to have committed to that for a while. So I think high school teams that look super strong usually have quite a few all-star kids basically. And they might not even do all-star anymore, but they may have grew, grown up in all-star or gymnastics. So they just have more of the tumbling, but otherwise it's still, it's still pretty similar. Um, and again, you go down to the, to the big national competitions or you see the state champions and stuff in, in this state. And yeah, the teams are absolutely excellent. Excellent. You know, and I think the other big thing too is, is coaching. You know, um, if a high school team, I've watched coaches, I've, I've been doing this for so long. I've watched high school teams pop up out of nowhere and disappear all based on a coach that comes in, knows what they're doing, takes charge of the program, turns it into something. Um, so I, I think big time coaching has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. And how committed they are and what their knowledge is as far as cheer. But yeah, I was having a, uh, an online discussion with someone this past week about the level of coaching and, and even uh, I'm going to, I think in general, all-star programs tend to have people coming from qualified backgrounds yeah. um, that have, you know, and kind of risen up and have a little bit more direction, not so much with the youth programs because yeah. it's harder to find the coaches there. And usually parents and then assist like um, high school girls that really have the, at least the technique knowledge that kind of teaches the kids that, but that's usually what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and, uh, you know, it, for my, my, I want to help cheerleaders improve performance and reduce injuries. And so yeah. on an injury prevention, like having those qualified coaches or it, it qualified, it doesn't mean that some, like, I think a parent can be very qualified if they're willing to learn, you know, um, yeah. but, um, so that, but I, I tend to think, and again, this may be just my, and I think, I think, I think Massachusetts has done a great job as far as uh, requiring some requiring coaching education yep. 
you know, um, even just CPR, yeah. um, you know, uh, and, and so I, I'm, I like that we do that. And I like that we put the restrictions on the athletes because I think it's better for their overall health as much as it can be challenging at, you know, as a coach too, but, um, and you cheered mm. at uh, Bridgewater, is that BSU? Where did you, you say, where did you call? You, yeah, I, I actually, I went to BSU. I didn't actually cheer there. They, they, again, this is what's so funny. Jason Manhart had just started coaching as I was finishing. And at the time I worked with him at our other gym. So that just goes to show you, there was no cheer team. Yeah. And then qualified coach comes in and the next thing you know, they're national champions five years later. So yeah. I yeah. missed that boat. I was done right before that. So I try, I helped get it started because I was a senior when um, he decided he was going to coach. And I remember putting up flyers around the school to kind of encourage people to try out for cheer. But in all honesty, that it what didn't exist until yeah. I was gone. And then yeah. obviously it turned into what it is now. Yeah. And one of my yeah. ex East Bridgewater cheerleaders, I'm now in charge of it now. So it's exciting. Oh, that's awesome it's it's um yeah uh, i think in, in this I, I went to northeastern and before they won grand nationals but my coach had kind of had my coach saw them through till 2008 i think she left oh lord yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah um and um so so just to i, I think that the teams that like so east bridgewater or bridgewater is built on your shoulders because that's you know you you helped to build that so that, that's my way of saying kudos mm-hmm. to you for, for being like, yeah, I, I oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of my school and very, you know, like um, all team spirit into Northeastern, but that, like, and that's, but that's because really that's because of cheering because it really like, it brought a lot of, uh, brought my closest friends, it, yep. you know, the team aspect and all that. So um, let's dive into uh, your hall of fame induction at East yep. Ridgewater because um that's not something that you hear of very often for cheerleaders. And I think that's huge that they recognize you. And um, what was that like? And so I, again, I grew up in this town. Um, I moved away for like two years. Cause you know, you had to be that person to be like, I'm not yeah. going to, you know, whatever yeah. in my hometown. So I moved away to Foxborough um, because it was, that's where my main gym was. And I had my first baby and immediately needed to go right back home to East Bridgewater to be close to yeah. my mom. <laughs> um, but I had grown up in the town. I was the oldest of five. We were all very into sports. Um, she, with my sister, Bridget, who's one under me, she was a, a basketball star. She, I'm 5'11", she's 6'4". So we we were always big into the sports in town, um, but cheer wasn't very important when I was in high school. I I joked that we were still just the accessory to the football. Um, our big thing was baking the cakes before the Thanksgiving game, like it, it, and, and decorating their 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 lockers. And you know, I I so I just wanted so much more. And when I was coaching the the youth kids, I just. I would, I I joke, I had access to all the kids year round because my sisters were on the team and they were all my sister's friends. So they would come over and in the summer and now, you know, I don't recommend this anymore, but I think I was like 17. They'd come over and I'd teach them all back handsprings in the backyard would be on the trampoline. I would, I would start stunting with them and playing with ideas. And this was still like basically in like 2000, 2001. So some of like the cool tricks that exist now still weren't really, the big thing back then was if you could do a double down, like if you could do a double down, you were amazing. So I was like trying to figure out and there were no, there was no YouTube. So you saw it. And even like UCA camps and stuff, they never, they didn't teach that stuff then yet either. So I would just see it from 
live, you know, when I was in Florida and try to teach the kids these things. So we were teaching stuff. Or I was trying to teach stuff just based off of me visually seeing it in places. And um, I, I really got the itch where it's like, I didn't want to be done when I, when I grabbed, like I wanted to coach the high school, especially when I had a big group of kids that I had coached for two years in the youth, all, all, you know, moving in I think there was nine of them. And I, the athletic director at the time was the athletic director that was there when I was in school and he loved me. So I was like, you know, like I kind of had said earlier, will you let me coach? And he said, when you are 18, when you turn 18, I'll let you. Um, and I, I started and I immediately signed them up for cheer comps. Cause I was like, we're going to compete. Cause back when I was in high school, we didn't. And, um, I'm like, I don't care what we do. I don't care where we go, but let's sign up for them. And we did. And then we immediately became successful. And I think it was because I had already had eight of those kids for a while. So I, they all had their back handsprings. They all, they all kind of had an idea of how to stun. And from there, I just kind of like, I, oh, we fundraised. We had no mats at the school either. We still had those yeah. old panel mats. Um, so the very first thing I wanted to do when I took over was I did a fundraiser where we held a youth cheer camp. We raised enough money for seven panels. We had the mats delivered to the school. I didn't even, you know, silly me. I didn't even tell the school that I ordered them. I didn't do anything. And, but again, because I, you know, I had relationships with the, a lot of the faculty. One of the custodians was like, Christy, what are these things? I'm like, oh, they're just your mats. Like, sorry, we'll stick them in the corner. So I kind of laughed that I like snuck around kind of getting stuff done for the first four years, trying to stay unnoticed. And um, when we won our first state title, which was my fifth year, that's when the school kind of really took notice. That's when they actually bought us uniforms. That's when it became like, oh, you guys are like doing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I just, I feel like the eight years that I was there, there was just such an impact where we literally changed from being a non-existent, nobody cares about the cheer team to being the, the, the athletic girls in that school, by the time I graduated, were cheerleaders. Well, not by the time I stopped coaching, were the cheerleaders. You know, yeah. it used to be the cheerleaders were just the girls that, you know, had nothing else to do. Now it's like the most hardcore athletes were the cheerleaders. So I think that was recognized when I was there. And then after I left, there was one year um, that was kind of like a weird in-between year where they couldn't find anybody. So like a teacher did it. And then the following year, I think Matt Montero came and took it over. And he's been doing it kind of ever since. Yeah. He's a police in our town and he went to northeastern too yep um, I'm at well. <laughs> yep so yeah. he kind of took over and from there it just kind of he kept it rolling so i think it was like my tenure was the start of i mean at this point they've won so many but it was the start of it so i think when um they were in discussions with the hall of fame in the summer they were like you know we can't ignore cheer and if you can't ignore cheer you can't really ignore christy and and the teams that kind of did it so i think that's what kind of got me in the discussion and again because i was i was that i grew up there and again a lot of the people on the committee was the old football coach coach st george so i think a lot of them were like yeah let's let's do it because they knew who i was not just as a coach but i was a student of theirs i was an i was an athlete of theirs i was at that school and i was just one of those kids that just really you know, really worked hard and wanted the best for whatever I was doing. So I think that's kind of what clinched me in that too. And then I was so thankful that they gave every year, they recognize a team with the, with the um, hall of fame. This time they decided to recognize all three of my teams that won. So it was a 2005, 2006, 2008. Cause it was like, you can't pick for me. I was like, I can't pick one of them because they all kind of, they all kind of did it. So I was so happy that they did all three of them as well. That made it almost extra special. Yeah. So. That's it. Uh, I have chills. Cause I mean, you set a precedence, you know, like <laughs> they, they can't, I mean, we're not recognized as a sport 
per se, but you know, but we yeah. are. And, you know, so yeah. that's like set taking that step to the next level. Like, okay, yeah, we can't, if we're going to look at all the sports, we have to acknowledge cheer because look at their state championships. Like they're, you know, yeah. I think that's amazing. And uh, it's, yeah. that's really, it's incredible and, and just awesome. Um, I remember seeing, I, I, yeah. I, I had stopped coaching high. I was at Holy Cross in the 2000 time, 2005 timeframe, but I went to a competition at Algonquin and I, I think it was at Algonquin um, and, and saw you guys cheer. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> like yeah. I was just blown away, um, you know, by the talent in that. And um, so it was, it, it stood out in my mind, like even to this day, yeah. that, you know, there was, I think in that early time frame, one of the big things that made us really stand out was one, and, and it was us, to be honest, for those, for right before I really kickstarted, it was still Western mass teams were, were the better ones. It was Chicopee, it was yeah. Bartlett, yeah. Um, and Shepherd Hill. So yeah. they were kind of the ones that were, were strong. And I, and I do think that's because they, a lot of them had relations to, there was a gym back over, over there called Five Star Elite. Um, and it was a gymnastic center. And then she had yeah. started, it was Carol Wade Lamb that started, she did um, Shepherd Hill, but yeah. she started that all-star program too. So I think a lot of the kids were involved again with either tumbling or whatever. So they definitely had, like they had back then, it was like, they had the back handsprings, which, you know, the whole team, which was wow. Yeah. And I think my group, uh, my team, I had them all at Cheer Dynamics where I worked. And then the other big wig team at the time was like Burlington up in, up on the North shore. And again, they were like the East elite kind of girls. Yeah. So for a while, it was, you know, and kind the Western teams kind of fell off right when I took off. They were still good, but they weren't as strong. And I think it was because like East Bridgewater and even Burlington, like we would roll out with like nine fulls on the team. And people were like, how are you doing that? <laughs> and it's like, because I've got these kids training in the gym, you know what I mean? They're training on tumble. They're not what I joke. Like some of those kids learned it on, you know, right on that hard floor in our mini gym. But for the most part, we really started to be able to train the kids at that time too. So you yeah. could show, you could teach them the real, the, the hardcore stuff. And a lot of them, because again, I think it was the the help that it was my sister and, 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 the, and her friends, you know what I mean? So they, it wasn't just one girl, it was 10, you know? Um, so I think at that time we were very much on the radar because people would watch us and be like, holy crap. Cause we would do team standing tucks and fulls because yeah. I would go down in the South and that's what they were doing. And I was like, <laughs> we're going to do that. You know, yeah. and that was just, that's how I am. So it was like, I, you got two arms, two legs and I can train you. We're going to do this. And, and, and that back then that was what was like mind blowing. So there was two years that, um, East Bridgewater was like the grand champ of the entire state. And that was like my last two years. But I think the big thing for us was that how good we could tumble, you know, yeah. nobody could tumble. Like it was Burlington and us that could tumble like us. And that was it. So I think that's what really made people notice us back then big time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because, again, I put the effort in. I, Victor Rosario, I went to, um, he came to our gym in Pembroke. Um, it was Geodynamics and taught how to teach fulls back in 2000. And I went and sat for three hours at his clinic to learn how to do it. Um, I would go to the back, the USASF, which um, used to do a big clinic at the end of the world championship. I still wasn't really 
all, I didn't own my own gym yet. I would still fly down there. I would go to those clinics. I listened to Debbie Love, who's like a big cheer guru, talk about the importance of round offs for two hours. So I was a like a sponge. I wanted to know it all. So I wanted to know it all because I wanted to be the best. And I think that's a big thing too, where it was like, if you want, like, if you're going to do this and you want to do it, then do it and, and, and learn everything you possibly can. Even now, um, you know, I'm like, I got to get back on like the, the clinic scene this summer. Cause some of the grips that are going around now that are just genius. It's like, I need to stay on top of these grips and stuff to, again, to keep my teams at the cutting edge as well. So yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of my success in the early age was because I want, I literally wanted to know it all. And I wanted to, to try to, I, there was no, there was no top for me. Like it was like, or there was no, like, it was like, we're going to go, we're going to yeah. Go as far as we possibly can. And again, girls would be like, I remember I'm tall. My, all my sisters are tall. I remember going to my first gymnastics class as a cheerleader, my freshman year. And the, the gymnastics people were like, oh, you're tall, honey. You're going to go in that line. You don't, we're not going to teach you back handspring. I'm like, I already have one. And they were <laughs> like, oh, so it was like, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, don't just, don't, you know, dismiss me right. because I'm tall. Like, I'm going to do it too. So I would tell the kids, my same, my, my girls, I'd be like, I don't care if you're tall, small, short, whatever. Like everybody can flip. You're all going to learn. So I think that was something that was not normal back then either. You know what I mean? It was like the little ones would learn to flip or yeah. the kids so gymnastics would learn to flip. The rest of you stand here and just, you know, face the stunts. And yeah. I was not like that at all. I was like, we're all going to learn everything because that's just how it's going to be. that's great. Yeah. And does that carry over now into cheer factor? Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Like, yes. 100%. Yeah. I, you know, everybody like we, and I don't have in the beginning I did, but I feel like our, our culture is so strong with how I'm so transparent with explaining things. I don't have that crazy, like my daughter's a flyer thing. I don't have a lot of that, you know, very standard stereotypical stuff. We don't have that. Like, and we don't stress, like the, everybody knows on our teams that they're important. Everybody knows what their job is, you know, whether you're a back, your base. So culture wise, our kids, every one of my kids, we try to train like that they can walk on water and they can be the best. They, they can be the absolute best. There's no limitations to anybody. Yeah. So th and that's nice in our gym that I don't have, I don't have those issues at all when it comes to like that kind of stuff. And that's going to, that's a, that's a life lesson for them, oh, as, you 100%. know, going forward, that they can, you know, not just set their limits on yeah anything in their career, you know, oh. I think that that's a huge lesson to, to teach them. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are no limits. The, the only limits. Are and, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's a hard thing, especially like I, I that the age range, like, you know, you, you have so much self doubt between that middle school, high school, uh -huh. you know, dreams like uh -huh. that's huge um, and it got a lot I, I will say it got a lot worse um right after covid like my senior like right now i'm coaching two youth teams which usually wasn't my favorite um i my my favorite is senior age because you can they they at that point they understand you they get it yeah. you can get you can really get in their heads um youth kids are just which i'm, I'm actually loving they're just happy to be there like and they're just <laughs> But a yeah. lot of times you can't really get into the psychological stuff of like being really competitive. So, yeah. but so I'm coaching two youth teams and a senior team. I'm, I'm loving my youth teams because I'm really trying to do a lot of mindset work with them. Um, we do, we, I bought a bunch of journals in the summer. I think that's what you, yeah. you, I remember you yeah. commented on that. Yeah. Um, really working on mindset because my seniors and I, I, they're not the high school age team. It's, it's my world's team. Yeah. They, they, you know, 
them going through COVID at that really vulnerable age that a lot of them did, there's a lot of mental struggling with them, um, confidence and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm doing a lot of heavy work on that almost as like trying to fix. And then with my little ones, I'm trying to do prevent, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. trying to do like you, you know, one of the things I said to them this weekend, we had a great competition weekend. My little ones, I said, you're, you have to decide, you know, do you own the stage or does, does the stage own you? You know, and you need to be mentally tough enough to know, like, that is a place where you're supposed to have fun, you know, whatever. And they totally, yep, woo, that's what we're doing. Well, with my older kids, I'm like, I don't have time to convince you that you own that stage. So you got to just know it. Like, you got to just know it. You got to do it. And you got to be it. So I am finding that, you know, I'm working through it and I'm, but I'm really trying to like fix what happened with the older ones and prevent it from happening with the younger yeah. ones. So again, those younger ones just think that they are, I'm, it's like, I wish every kid, thought that they were the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't mind. I don't mind confidence whatsoever. Um, yep. We work on, you know, sportsmanship and they've got to be humble, but like the more you believe in yourself for me, the better. I don't like to cut a kid down in any way, shape or form at all, because I feel like the root of most people's problems in their lives as adults is lack of self-esteem and lack of confidence. So if there's one thing I can do as a coach and a mentor for these kids is to get them to believe in themselves. I'm huge on that right now. Huge. So it's a, that's a, that's a massive gift that you're giving. And, and it's, and I think it's needed it, like from when I was a kid and beyond, but then before that, but, uh, more so now, and you know, whether, uh, I, I don't have kids. So, and I, I know my nephew is a, a junior or sophomore in high school. Um, and you know, the, looking at how COVID affected him and my, my niece, you know, like, and, that, and I mean, that's, that's a thing that we, we had no control over, but like, yeah. it's a, it's. What are we going to do about it? Not right. Um, yeah. And so that's, it's a huge gift that you're giving them. Yeah. You had a post the other day about um, caring about your kids, like that it's okay yep. to, you know, show that yep. you care. And, um, and I think that's like, that was always something I always had a thing on my, at Algonquin, you know, it's all about heart and it's about, you know, like, yeah. um, and I like, I still think it's okay to hug kids, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, like give them an end to show them tough. Like you have to, like, you've got to, you're not their parent, but you have to parent to an extent, you know, to make sure that they're staying the right course and all that. But like, but it's okay to like, let them know that you care. Um, and that's a, uh, it's a big issue or big, you know, I think, I, I think it's, it's a struggle right now because there's been so many bad stuff that's happened so much bad stuff that's happened in uh, you know and people that have gotten in trouble um sexual assault and on and all that and that's oh yeah like there's a there's a big difference between caring and showing that you love someone because of their their being and sexual assault um yeah so, oh yeah, yeah. no it, it for me too it was like i it, you know uh, there's I haven't, like, I just started coaching again, probably right at, during COVID I did, um, because we, I just needed to, because at that point with the staff, it's like, I've got to get on the floor with, with you guys. Um, but for about 10 years, I didn't coach. I was running the gym and it really will. And this, it was about February of last year. And I will say it definitely has to do a little bit with my daughter. She's 10. Um, and it's, it's giving me these flashbacks again to my sisters and their friends. So now Reagan's 10, her group of friends 
at the gym have been together since they were like three. So I'm developing like it's that you get a little bit of a closeness to the kids because again, they're your, your daughter's friends, you know? So it really hit me when I was, when I had all my East Bridgewater girls, the hall of fame ceremony was about three weeks ago. And I decided to have an event at my house before the ceremony, because if I didn't, I feel like we weren't going to be able to talk to each other because it's very, the, the ceremony is very formal, whatever. So I was like, I'm going to have a cocktail party beforehand for two hours. And for anybody that wants to come, come. And I'm telling you, every one of them came, every one of them for the most part um, brought their spouses. Some of them brought their kids. Um, some of the, the parents that were super involved back then came too Cause I said, anybody yeah. like, come on in. And it was such an emotional night because one, it's like 20 years didn't even go by. Cause like, right. and again, Facebook is nice. Cause I can still keep up with all of them. And, and a lot of them, I still know anyway. Cause again, it's my sister's friends, you know, I've been right. to some of their weddings, whatever, right. but it was just, it was such an emotional thing where it's like, God, I can still connect with you guys. Like, it's like no time has gone by. And as we talk to each other, it's like, we still have this relationship. And it, it reminded me, I'm like, God, I, I spent about, 12 years owning the gym where it's like, I still dream about like when I dream about cheer, I dream about these girls and I've had now hundreds since then. And as I thought about it more this season, because again, I'm, I'm coaching more and I'm really, really into it. It's like, God, I'm starting to, I feel like I'm developing those relationships again, which will be lifelong relationships with all of them in my past 10 years. I've definitely had singular kids that have been, I've been able to connect with that I have still relationships with, but as a whole, you know, when I'm in charge of 500 kids, it's hard to connect with a lot of them. So I just shut myself off and didn't at all. I was, I kind of like, was like, I'm going to run this gym. I'm going to stay very unemotional, unattached to the kids and get the job done. I was very motherly to our staff. Um, I have a very, you know, close relationship. So I almost like, it's almost like the staff was my team and the kids were an extension. And I think it's been the last like nine months where it's like, oh my God, I've, I've almost delved back in, in that emotional aspect to it. And it has brought so much more, like it's elevated me times like a million where I'm at the event. And yes, I, th- there was a little one, um, that's a little, was a little girl from Rhode Island that I don't see often because I'm not at that gym a lot. And she has this pixie haircut that's flipping adorable. And when I was 10, I had a pixie haircut. So I walked up to her and I was like, I love your hair and I love your headband. And I love that you have a pixie cut. And I'm like, and you do you girl. And her mom messaged me the next day going, you walking up to her. She she's only seen you on really on the, on your Facebook lives. The fact that you walked up to her, she couldn't eat. And I was like, you know, like that to me was like, I got to do that more. Like I'm like, it, it, it's giving me such more of a purpose than just coaching cheer because yeah. I do, I'm very well aware of the influence and that I have over girls. And I'm very, I, I have been my whole life. And I think because I've always been a girl's girl. When I was 10, I looked up to the 16 year olds. I, I know what it's like to idolize. So I was very aware when I became the person that these girls were going to idolize. And I remember being like 17, being like, I know I'm that to them and I'm going to do a good job at it. So to this day, I know I do, I know I do that for them. So I really try to make sure I make it even extra special. So I am even this weekend, it's like knowing I, I know so many more kids by name. Like it's just so much, so much emotion involved in it. So I made that post because it's like one, we did great competitively, but two, I just had the best weekend ever because like I just had so much fun with these kids. Yeah. So my post was so like just organic in a sense where it's like, don't be afraid to love them because in essence that you have so much more fun 
when you care about them beyond just being an, an athlete that's on one of your teams, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and yes, I do think my journey led me to, I think everything I had to do had to be done, but I do wish that, and that, you know, my first decade of owning the gym, I got a little bit more into the, the kids themselves that, and, and now, cause it's just so much more fun. It keeps you, yeah. it keeps you more invested in it. So that's kind of, um, that's really how I feel very much so. So. I had uh, three little girls come up to me at the, um, at the, it was easy showcase yeah. and they, and it was the end of the night and they just sat, they, I had an M&M jar there yeah. and they sat there and just, and they just sat and talked to me and like, yep. asking me questions about the M&Ms and, you know, it was, it was all the, you know, looking at what could they win for, pro- you know, it was so yep. cute and they were just yes. so dynamic and so engaged and like, like it made me, I, you know, I, I'm not involved in that gym. Yep. And it made me feel like I was part. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's really cool that kids are, kids are, kids are just so flipping great. Like they, they really are. And, and again, I, you know, the, we've got tinies, we've got three, four and five-year-olds and it's like, they just make me smile. Like, it's just, it's it's just so it's such a, it's such a blessing and it's so fun, but yeah, kids are, kids are great. And kids, kids will rise to what you, what you task them with, you know, that's, and, and kids will, kids will be who you, believe them to be. Yeah. You know, so I try to believe that they will, that they, they are like, again, like they're little Queens. I call them little Queens. Like I, I, I try to, to talk to them with, with a, with a heightened kindness. So that way they believe that in themselves too. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Uh, and so you guys got some summit bids. We this did. We got five, which one was unexpected. So, um, and it was actually my youth team, um, because the youth summit has some different, like they, they give out their bids to both D1 and D2 and the way they distribute them. I didn't think we were going to get it. And so a lot of my kids were, they had, they had practice that night. So they were at the gym and we fast forwarded the bid reveal, um, while we were in the gym and I saw that they got it. So I ran in just in time for them to see it. And they were like, you didn't, like, we didn't know. I'm like, I didn't think you were going to get it. So it was very, very exciting. And this was the, this year we went, we decided to go back to summit last year. We didn't go to summit at all. We went to all-star world. So it's exciting because summit bids are hard to get and they're especially hard to get in December. So I have six teams out of, out of 10 eligible, um, already, already going. So that's oh, amazing. Awesome stuff. Yeah. We're on a, uh, my gym right now is on such a great, like we're all just very much on a, on a good page, parents, kids, everybody. So it's a fun, I, 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 when there's moments like this and times like this, I like love because it's like, we're all, we're all on the same page. Everybody's happy. Everybody's positive. Like yeah. love it. Right. So I hope it stays that way. You know, the, the whole year, you know, it's funny. One of my most favorite years was COVID year when we were putting on our performances in our own gym and viewing because parents were lovely. Kids were just thankful to be there. So as much as it was stressful, I told people, I'm like, yes, there's a lot of stress to this, but it's so, it's very emotionally fulfilling because everyone is just thankful and happy and doing whatever it takes to just keep things moving. You know, no one's petty, no one's whining about, you know, this or that. So that was, you know, I will forever look at that year as one of the most difficult, but one of the easiest years. Um, But right now for my gym, we're, we're, we're in that same zone where everybody is just working really hard parents. Like we, we made a lot of changes this year that, you know, it was difficult. Like we we started practices earlier, you know, in the day four o'clock. So that way we could squeeze everybody in. So we made a lot of sacrifices, parents too, and it's nice to see it all 
working. So we're all in a really good vibe, the staff, the kids, the parents, everything. So I'm going to like, hold on to this. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully it'll last all year, but yeah, it's definitely, um, definitely a nice time right now. Definitely. It will. That's you set a baseline for it. So it's, <laughs> it's going to keep going. What do you have going on next? Like, uh, so Next, um, as far as the gym is concerned, we are going to gear up to go to Jamfest Super Nationals in Indianapolis. This is an event we have never done before um, as a gym. Two of my coaches um, have done it many years and they love it. So it'll be this will be this is one of the only events that one of the only big events that I've never done. So sometimes I like that because it's fun to just do something new. But um, we will be doing that with our entire program, minus like our minis and tinies. Um, and then we go into like the big Northeast gamut, which is like athletic and Providence and stuff like that. I have one team, um, my world's team is going to be going to Dallas, um, in February. Oh, well, it's actually March. I think at this point, I think it's like the very end of February, beginning of yeah. March. So we'll be NCA and then, um, we'll be gearing up for postseason. So, you know, all cheer all the time. Yeah. New Year's are happening too, but, um, but right. yeah. Lots Fair. of stuff. Lots of That's stuff awesome. on the agenda. Very, very busy. I'm I'm uh I'm trying to learn how All Star works and the and the where you get like it does. It seems like you're you're you are on the are you are going all the time. Uh, yeah. but it's a uh, it's fun. It's exciting yeah. to see. Yeah. Um I, I really one thing that stuck out with me in this in, in our conversation today is how you leaned into education and going to different places to learn to, and I admire that um, something that I strive to do. Um, so I, you know, I think that's, that's key. And that's, that's clearly built um, a good program for you. It's good, you know, like, and I think that's, anyway, yeah. thank you for doing that and for taking that, you know, for, for, for elevating the, the sport and the, and the coaching um as you do that. So, oh yeah. And if like, I'm going to do a lot more this summer, like I even, you know, you know how Woodward shut down, um, let two years ago, I think. So there was no Woodward this past summer, but another camp it's called Nash camp and it's in Nashville and it's held at, um, the, a gym called Cheerville. They had, you know, so a lot of times I'll, I'll want like a first year thing. I'll keep an eye on it on social media. Um, decide, but I, I watched a lot of their stuff. I had one of their main guys come in for, um, he did a clinic with my kids and I found it fantastic. So I'm going to go next year. I'm going to bring my daughter to participate. I'm prop. I already put out to my gym. Like, does anybody want to go? And I've got, you know, 50 kids, but I think I'm going to bring four coaches too. And we're going to go and kind of like learn as it goes. And then the kids will participate. So we're going to do that. And then I think I'm probably going to do another, um, like a stunt training one. But if, if you want to get on next year, I will let you know how Definitely. some of the better things that I saw in the summer, as yeah. far as, you know, training and, and all that, I, you know, another thing that I'm finding extremely helpful. Helpful. I just got on TikTok like a month ago. Yeah. TikTok has some great accounts um, for flexibility, for yeah. tumbling. I'm even on the hunt for, I'm trying to now like fix my algorithm. I keep saying dance, dance. I know. So they'll, they'll send me some stuff, but um, some accounts on, you know, straight light, like very simple stuff that's like, I find fascinating. Like, um, so I'm looking for some dance ones for good drills for pointing toes, but yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there that you don't even have to leave your bed. You can literally sit right. there and search on 
Instagram and TikTok and get all sorts of great content. I, there's a couple people I follow, um, Matt Kelly. He has a great Instagram on, um, he's a Woodlands elite tumbling coach and they're fantastic as far as tumbling. And I follow his and he puts workouts every two days, great workouts for different parts of the body that will help different skills. So my kids that are working, you know, you know, on Arabians or on punch friends or on their double fulls, I incorporate a lot of these drills and I see, you know, a month later, I see the results. So even if you're, even if you're a a young coach and you can't spend the money to go out and travel, or if you're just trying to like get started, get on the flipping social media. There's so much good stuff in there too. So much good stuff. Yeah. There's a guy, Kevlin lamb that I just found maybe three weeks ago. He's a stuck one. Oh my God. He's awesome. Yeah, he, I had, he was uh, a guest uh, like back in when I first started um, and I yep. had to cut short and I was so, I was like, uh, cause I love how he, like his, he's got different grips and he's, and he's encouraging different holds for different, you yes. know, but the way he. And ideas, like, and a lot of his stuff made perfect sense. I found yeah. him like, and I haven't really deep dived into him. I've just kind of what, what is, what my algorithm feeds me. I watch, but like, there's going to probably in the spring when I've got time to like, I'm going to go through a lot of his stuff because it's, he teaches well, he yep. makes sense. And again, I don't even have to, I don't even have to travel to see him. I can watch it on his Instagram and I'm getting yep. great ideas with that. Yeah. So that's something big time too. Yeah. You know, yeah. get on, get on yeah. the social media and just get, get paying attention. That is, you know, we, we can slam social media a lot and yes, it can suck our time sometimes, yep. but you can also use it for good and learning. So yes. yeah. 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 And I do find when you only participate in good things, your algorithm is going to feed you good stuff and it's not yep. going to give you the crap. Like my, I joke, like my Instagram is nothing but rainbows and sunshine. Cause that's, that's all I follow. And that's all yeah. I want to see. And yeah. my Facebook can get a little cuckoo because you can see people on their rants or whatever. But for the most part, right. like I spend most of my time on Instagram and it is nothing but happy, good stuff, because that's all I like. And that's all I participate in. So my, yeah. I was like, Instagram is a very lovely place for me to go to yeah, <laughs> right now, because again, I'm new on it. So the things that I'm liking are a lot of yeah. cheer stuff, educational stuff. So that's all I'm getting fed. And as far I'm loving it, loving yeah. it. I've I presented TikTok for a while and now I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> it's very fun. I can get sucked into TikTok very often. And I'm like, and it went like, I'm like, I need to do a workout. Maybe I'll learn a TikTok dance. <laughs> I'm like, I should not be learning <laughs> these dances at all, but um, it's fun. Uh, Christy, thank you so much. Like, I'm I'm happy to You're welcome. meet you sort of in person. And I hope that we actually can meet in person sometime because I'm just yeah. in, in uh, Northborough, so I'm not that far away. Um, and I would yeah. love to come see you guys compete and um, try and hit some competitions this uh, yep. in the winter time. So um, yeah. where can people connect with you if they want to reach out? Like, so I have um, our website, Cheer Factor Gym. Um, not our website. Oh, well, our website is cheerfactorgym.com. Our Facebook is Cheer Factor Gym. Um, I do a lot of lives. You know, I we I started them during COVID and they became super popular. So I usually go live, like I used to go live weekly, but now that I'm coaching a lot and in the gym a lot, I, I can't do it. But um, I'm on there a lot. Um, my Instagram is cblushy or CF All Stars. You can get me on both. Um, and then I think my TikTok is C blushy too. I don't even know. I haven't even been that much into it, but I am going to try to do some like educational stuff on TikTok as well. Like my sister was like a lot of your lives, which are really good for like cheer moms. She's like, you should start to do that on TikTok. So it release, it doesn't just go to your gym. It goes to more people. She's like, cause you have a lot of good stuff to say. So I'm going to try to start making my, t- I've made some funny videos to kind of get some stuff, a lot of cheer mom kind of cheer coach yeah. videos. 
But um, I, I do think I'm going to do some of like my lives that I've done in the past. I'll like shorten them and do them on TikTok because a lot of them is just education. I like to go over score sheets with parents. I yeah. like to explain like why routines change. I do a lot of that stuff. Um, so I think I'll do those on TikTok so people beyond my gym can watch them too because it's helpful for everybody. You know? uh, absolutely. You know, that, that those questions come up all the time and I think that would be very helpful. So very cool. I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. Yep. Um Thank you again for being here. I I really enjoyed talking with you and I wish you all the best this season and uh, lots of happiness and continued, continued team team connection. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, We'll see you next week on the chair. uh, The chair just got distracted. The chair athlete. Don't forget when in doubt, breathe it out. Take life one step at a time. And like my friend Drew Kelleher said, you're responsible for your own vibes. So go get the day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Cheer Athlete. If you enjoyed it, please remember to like, share, and review because when you do that, it reaches more people. And if you have any comments, please leave them below. I look forward to having an ongoing discussion. To access our free guides for the, from the Cheer PT, we have a Healthy Day 7-Day Cheerleading Challenge and a uh, Healthy Fit Cheer, which will help you improve your jumps and your tumbling. And then the 10 top ways to prevent cheerleading injuries, along with our concussions, uh, our concussion interview series. Any of these free guides you can find available in the links below. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out. You can always reach us at www.movebetterllc.com. Have a great day. Live life without deductions and keep cheering.